0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Serial Streamers. I'm glad you're here. And if you don't know who I am, I am Jamie Rice. I am a self-described cool mom and I'm a full-time podcaster. I host the shows Murderish, Dirty Money Moves, Lipstick and Lies. And if you're wondering what Serial Streamers is, it is a true crime TV club, kind of like a book club, only better. It is a true crime TV club. It's, It's for basically all of us who are out there binging all the latest like true crime documentaries. I'm talking murder mysteries, scammers, and everything in between. Oh, and MLMs, because I love to talk about MLMs. <laughs> um, but today I actually have a really special guest, and I'm talking the specialist of special guests, and it is my best friend since seventh grade, Jesse Rosa.
1: Hello! Welcome to the show! (laughs) This is like the real deal. I mean, I don't want to brag or anything,
0: but yeah, it's like pretty tight. No, yeah,
1: no. Murderish has been awesome.
0: Well, we keep it uh, very professional around here. So uh, yes, my studio or my uh, podcast studio network they just built this studio, so now we started recording my it's other show, Lipstick and Lies. Honestly, and here, beautiful. It's so nice. It's amazing. Right? I mean, look around. Yay. Um. Okay. So maybe we should do a little. Uh, oh, basically, let's talk about how we met. So we met. Yeah, they. I. We need to legitimize. Really. Let's like legitimize who uh, who's sitting in this yeah. chair right here because yeah. she really is the real deal. She. We've been best friends for so freaking long. We met on the school bus. Yes. in Seventh Jessie, grade. Take it away. Just tell
1: <laughs> everybody how we met and. Kind what, what? I was, okay, so uh, I was new to the area. I was going to a brand new school. I had to take a bus to school, a school bus. And I had sat down in the back of the bus and Jamie, I think either in front of her behind, in behind Jamie and her sister, who's also named Jessie. Do you remember what I was wearing? I will never
0: forget what you were wearing. <laughs> Shall I describe? <laughs> remember I was in seventh grade and I was young for my age, okay? Okay, this is true. Jessie, when I met her, you were so like innocent looking is I what was. I remember. Yeah. So like Jesse said, we both were on the school bus. Jesse walks in and of course I like, r- I paid close attention to you because you were new. Like I had never seen yeah. you before. Like you weren't at my elementary school no. the year before. So mm-hmm. I was like, who's this new girl? But you walked in, I looked you up and down and you were wearing an all green, like a sea green, <laughs> like a sea green or like a, um, a aqua color uh it was it was a cotton number from head to toe and it was a matching set so it was really close to something
1: you would find at carter's carter's it was like (laughs) t12 because i I was like 12 years old i was gonna say target (laughs) but you went carter's and actually this pretty like it's pretty pretty. it's like was attached to two hangers (laughs) like those were attached to each other i didn't know what i was doing i was so scared i was in a new school yeah but anyways you took me under your wing yeah and you know and here we are i mean yes
0: I I will never forget that day. And I was like, interested in you. I was like, you know what? I'm interested in this new girl. Like, despite your outfit. (laughs) You might have felt a little sorry for me. (laughs) I was like, is this bitch going to get into some shenanigans with me or not? Like, (laughs) can I manipulate her into coming to the dark side? Yes. Yeah.
1: 100%. I was very moldable. You were
0: very malleable. Yeah. Which is exactly what I wanted at that time. Yeah, totally. So yeah, we met on the school bus. We went to the same junior high. But I would say that in seventh grade when we met, we were like friendly, but we didn't become best friends mm-hmm. until the summer going into eighth grade. That's right. So like seventh grade, we were mm-hmm. friends, but I, we weren't official besties. Right. Uh-huh. But then we realized like, I'm like, I like that girl better than my current best friend. And then I think you liked me a little <laughs> yeah. better than like your current bestie, which was my old bestie. That's right. From elementary That's school. That's right. Um, and so then we like literally spent every single day in the summer. summer together. And that was
1: like before people, you had summer camps and things that they do now for their kids. Yeah. You were just bored and you had to figure shit out. And we would order pizza to people's houses <laughs> taxi cabs and then like look out the blinds and like watch them show
0: up yeah. and just like giggle and we were it was ho- horrible we were first of all we were latchkey kids yes you and right. i are both gen like X-ers. Then, yeah. our <laughs> parents for some reason left our asses <laughs> home alone <and> all day <laughs> never should have yeah we were up to no good mm-hmm. all summer long and and that is just the start of it as far as like we would order pizzas, taxi cabs to people's houses and just like laugh our asses off. But we also committed a few petty crimes. I don't know yeah. if we should say because I just feel like yeah. I don't want to get canceled or anything. Me either. I have but, a job but that I need to keep. <laughs> I have a job that I need to maintain. Yes. We have a little bit more to lose these days, yeah. but we literally like, well, we definitely stole your parents' car. Uh, a
1: bi- uh, one yeah. of
0: which was a minivan. <laughs>
1: We drove it all, with no license, under the age of 16. Yes. Drove it all over San Bernardino. Picked up our friends. Oh, yeah.
0: We were le- beep, beep, hop in, <laughs> I'm driving, bitch, just give me some good money, let's yeah. Get- <laughs> yeah, so you and I have been best friends since then. So and- we led a life
1: of crime, I feel like, in a way. We did. We did. Um, and it was literally, I was your wingman, you were the mastermind behind most of it. Mm, Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, but also there's a lot of good to it and a lot of love and our families are really close to each other yes. and now our kids are close and oh my so God. it's just amazing.
0: It is, and we definitely like you and I make no bones about the fact that and your mom will attest to this. Like we were, stri- I would have hated us back in oh, the day. Yeah. We were assholes um, when there was a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. Remember the math? Oh, <laughs> remember yes. the algebra substitute <laughs> <Yeah>. teacher? <laughs> his name was Mr. Butterworth. And what did you call him? I can't, is it butter crotch? No. No, what was it? I can't, everything no, was like a crotch. Yeah. But what was
1: Butter. Buttersnatch. snatch. Oh, butter snatch. Okay, I was close. I was like, that was like a one-off.
0: Me and Jesse had algebra together. And of course, any substitute teacher that would come in, like it, it was our, ex- we were going to torture the yeah. motherfucker until like he went home and cried. Yeah. and. To this day I have lost a little bit of sleep over how we it's were horrible. So, it's cringeworthy. I know it's, it's horrible. cringeworthy. It's horrible. I know. But we did. We 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 would like I would be like Jesse, Jesse and you're like what? What? I'm like raise your hand and be like, "Um, Mr. Buttersnatch, I have a question." <laughs> and I would do it. And she would freaking do it like every time and I just I would have hated us back in the day, but you know, I don't know. I would never take it back from the no, world. No, it made us who we are. It did. It yeah. did and we've grown. Mm-hmm. We are Somewhat mature mm-hmm. mothers now. That's right. Um, I like to consider us the uh, basic housewives of suburbia. Yes. At this point that's in right. our lives. That's right. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. yeah super responsible. We're at the carpool at 2.30 every day. <laughs> yeah. Folding that laundry. That's right. Going to basketball practice. Yeah. Like, all the things. I even, like,
1: helicopter parent my children. Like, oh, I
0: went 100%. I yeah. Oh, my God. There's kids outside playing. It is such, like, a mind F because... Stevie's 10 years old. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have kids who play in our neighborhood. And I would say we live in a safe neighborhood. You do, oh, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's kids her age, and I can hear them out there playing. And it kills me because unless I'm able to, like, go and sit at the end of the driveway and watch them play, mm-hmm. I cannot let her go play. I because I just, I'm like, that's going to be the one time that Snatchy Mc- Mr. Snatcherson is going to come snatch my kid and like I'll never forgive myself.
1: Right. No. no, helicopter parent no.
0: 100%. I know. And
1: then think about like I was just telling my mom this the other day, your mom would give us like a note to go to the liquor store to buy her like a pack of cigarettes. Oh my and god. We were, like, I totally forgot about it that. Yeah. <laughs> it's such different times, you know, we yes. go ride our bikes all over town. I mean, who knows? There's nothing better now. We just know more now. There's more yeah. information now. You see every child that's like, you know, taken or something's yeah. happened. And so you can't help but project that onto your own children. So, oh, yeah,
0: it's like good and bad. Because it is. It's, like it's made me fearful as yeah. a parent that like something could happen. So then I just helicopter parent, I yeah. just like smother her. But we are um, essentially the opposite of what our parents were. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And when we, you and I had no business ever being home alone because when we were
1: oh we were up Up to to no no good good. what could we Um, what could we do to like entertain ourselves to put other people down it was horrible it but we are functional members of society
0: now. I think I just paid my taxes. Yeah. Okay. Like I literally just paid my taxes. So sue me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Fight me. There like I know. I know I was an asshole as a teenager, but. I'm um, doing the Lord's work now. Doing the Lord's work now. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I wish to bring up is back in the day. So your parents would always rent a beach house mm-hmm. for. Uh, summer vacation. Summer vacation. I was going to say spring mm-hmm. break. No, Summer vacation. So for like three years in a row, I was always like attached at your... You were the friend that came. I was the friend that got to... I was like, yes, because these beach houses were right on the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, So your parents would go all in and get this beach house for like one or two weeks straight. So we were like right on the boardwalk in like Newport Beach. (laughs) So of course, you and I, what we did was we got all set up. We're feeling good, you know, get our stuff unpacked. We go and sit on the front porch. We're like, hmm, we're bored. How what can we, we do? entertain ourselves? Yeah. And we're like, I know. Let's fuck with people who are rollerblading <laughs> yeah. on the boardwalk, biking, yeah, yeah. biking and riding me yeah, out their bikes. So you and I would set up these obstacles. And as you like, anybody who's been to like Newport Beach, they know that this boardwalk is a skinny, it's a main, like, it's,
1: and it's like a the thoroughfare. Like that's yeah. how you would get through that whole beachfront area.
0: Yeah, and it's not very wide, no. and so it's like rollerbladers, bikers, one each joggers, way. yeah. yeah. So, you and I literally set up a ramp mm-hmm. and they. It's an obstacle course. And an obstacle course. <laughs> we literally put
1: out like seashells. So, no, we would. It get, was pistachio shells. Oh. So, we would eat pistachios. We put out the empty pistachio We're shells. Like, yeah. <laughs> And so when people would run over them, we're like, "Oh, the snails!" Or like, yeah. they'd, they'd pick up their rollerblades, like, oh,
0: uh, uh, yeah, uh, like the like, <laughs> rollerblader would be yeah. coming by, and they would like see something in the road, and all of a sudden be like, "Crunch, crunch, crunch, crunch!" And we're like, "Oh my god, our pet snails!" And they're <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, we're so sorry." And then we would just be like laughing. Yeah. But the best one was, like, the cool rollerbladers who'd be, like, mm-hmm. had their Oakleys on, going no backwards. shirt. Like, going backwards. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Skating <laughs> backwards. And here they come. But watch out, boy, because me and Jesse had set up a, ramp. <laughs> a
1: Either ramp. And your only choice was to go over it or, or go into the
0: sand. Eat shit in the sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> It was, like, glorious but horrible yes. all at the same time because, like, yes. literally somebody could have gotten hurt. You know what we would have done if somebody got hurt? We would have fucking ran inside oh. and acted like nothing happened. <laughs> we didn't
1: but if it. it happened to me now, I'd full-blown be like a Karen, like, <laughs> where are your parents? Like, yeah. I would have, what, totally excuse go, hey, excuse
0: me. Excuse me. How dare you? This is a citizen's <laughs> arrest, bitch.
1: <laughs> so
0: that is, like... Almost the full scope. I mean, we could be here for years talking Talking about about like we were just teenage assholes. But the moral of the story is we are um, upstanding members of suburbia. Yes. At this point in our lives. Like I said, I just paid my taxes. Mm -hmm. So like I should get some points for that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you go to work every day. You are a um, in healthcare. Yes, but you are a what do they call? You're a first responder. That's right. So that's my girl. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so like we are responsible adults. That's right. At this point in our lives, so we turned but, out fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like I'm sure your mom is like so thankful that. Oh my gosh! That. I think yes. your mom had lost hope at some point. She did. She literally. I was, is, we
1: almost didn't graduate. We both almost didn't graduate high school. We did a lot. We didn't. We got. Through I'm pretty sure I had like times. a
0: 1.2 GPA yes. at, at maybe I had two periods of PE my senior year <laughs> just to try to graduate. Uh, I was in 10th grade history summer school as a senior <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> super seniors because we literally ditched as so many classes as you could ditch. And still skate by with a certificate that says that you graduated. But barely. And barely. barely. We would go smoke weed and go to Del Taco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we would always swear that, like, okay, we're literally just going to ditch third, gr- or, um, third, third grade. Third period. Third period. And we're going to go back. Yeah. We, and never, we never went, went back. back no. We would be like, okay, whose house are we going to? Right. you know. Like,
1: know. Now in your parents' car. Yeah. That yeah. was stolen. But no license. <laughs> no Oh, my
0: God. We, right, just. And we would pick up all of our friends. I remember one time we were in your parents' Toyota Previa, <laughs> which they don't even make those anymore. No, thank, <laughs> God. thank God! I know. So, remember, we used to say it looked like a ramp, in the yeah. front, like woo. <laughs> yeah. So we a would literally like—that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it was.
1: A dustbuster, And you remember the pilot seats in the middle
0: could turn 360? That's what I thought was so cool. Like, we could literally just pile the friends inside and be like, get in, bitch, let's go. And they could turn their seats like any which way. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. No, remember there were times my sister was dating an older guy. Like, he was in his, like, early to mid-20s, but he didn't have his light. Or he didn't have a car. We would go pick up... We were
1: You're like sisters 14, 15 years old. I'll pick you up. Yeah, yeah. what time? Tell me when. <laughs> no problem, 14, 15 years old, no license. In I think it, a, it was now I'd probably
0: be like an Uber driver like I at 15 s- if
1: I could. I <laughs> swear, making
0: them money. <laughs> Seriously, we would pick up my sister's like 20-something boyfriend in this minivan at 14, 15 years old like we own the pitch. I, like, God, damn. I can't. So I guess, you know, I can kind of relate to the people in the documentary that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today, because I would describe virtually every character in this docu series is just a bunch of douchebags,
1: one hundred percent, looking for
0: fame mm, any way they them. can. Yeah, yeah, all douchebags, kind of like trying to make it in Hollywood, had stars in their eyes. I mean, everybody from like law enforcement to everybody i know the lawyer
1: yes well that cop at the end i mean that's what we'll get into it yeah best best.
0: okay so what we're going to be talking about today on serial streamers is the real bling ring hollywood heist 2022 netflix docuseries so yeah it's called the real bling ring hollywood heist so i kind of remember like when this was actually going on this was in like the era of like this is like the late two uh, thousands mm-hmm. when like Christina Paris,
1: Aguilera, like yeah. all that time, like the thinner
0: eyebrows. Oh my god! The, which um, the you low and I rise both, jeans. Oh yeah, we both rocked mm-hmm. those, and you and I both have had to have several rounds of microblading <laughs> because our, our our eyebrows are gone, bitch. If I get splashed in the face right now, my eyebrows oh, are gone. They're gone. <laughs> That's me too, because this is all smoke and mirrors, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like these are '90s eyebrows under here. So, yeah, like, this was the era of, like, Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. like, her, like, when she was out Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay yes, Lohan, all, all those people. So, why don't we just do, like, a quick synopsis of, like, what this docuseries is about, and then I want to dive in with you and get, because I know you got some opinions yeah, so about definitely. this. So basically, the real bling ring Hollywood heist, it's really about these, you know, fame hungry L.A. kids, you know, like wannabe celebrities. The main feature in the docuseries is a guy named Nick Prugo. And the other main feature is a a woman, now a woman at the time she was a teenager named Alexis Mm Nyers. So basically, like, you know, while Alexis was pursuing her Hollywood dreams, Nick had gotten into some trouble. He was kind of like an insecure kid from the San Fernando Valley, mm-hmm. which, by the way, my husband is from the San Fernando Valley. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's a Valley kid. Nick was kind of like this insecure kid trying to fit in. And at some point, I guess he got transferred to Calabasas, which mm-hmm. there's a lot of money in Calabasas. Right. So he kind of explained it as like all oh, these kids are showing up in Mercedes Benz and, you know, all these expensive cars Porsches. and his, yeah, mm-hmm. Porsches. And his mom would drop him off in a Honda Accord and mm-hmm. he was like embarrassed. Right. And he always wanted to like either, he wanted to fit in. So if he could attach himself mm-hmm. to more popular, famous, rich people, he was going to do that. That's right. Then um, basically at some point, Nick Prugo meets a girl named Rachel mm-hmm. at Calabasas High, I want to say. <laughs> no, so he ended up going to
1: a continuation school. Oh, which well, is called like Indian Hills or something familiar. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My sister, and your
1: sister, went to continuation my school. My sister went to proud and member Ra- of continuation Rachel school. Rachel also had gone, I think, to Calabasas High or whatever the high school was, and then she also had to go to continuation school. And mm. They met together in continuation school. Okay, I'm glad somebody was paying
0: attention during this well, it's talk. All, I, but,
1: <laughs> that must have been when I was making my deviled eggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, let me. Well, so just really quick, Jamie and I kind of watched the wrong documentaries to get. Yes. You had the right one. I had sent you a clip of the HBO documentary, which I thought you would click on. She didn't even click on it. She's just like, yeah, yeah, we'll do the bling ring. Yeah. So I watched the HBO one. So there's a lot more information that Rachel gives for the, um, which it's all Rachel's perspective. Yeah. And this is more Nick's perspective.
0: Yeah. So, um, one. a few weeks ago when Jesse and I were talking about recording together, um, we were trying, I was like, can you come record serial streamers with me? I'm like, I'll let you, you know, tell me if there's a certain like docu series you want to cover. So you had been like texting me links. What about this one? What about this one? And I was like, well, I don't want to cover like a murder dog because Mm -hmm. then we can't like have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So we settled on the bling ring and you sent me a link for it, but I didn't even click on it because I was well aware of the bling (laughs) ring because I had watched the Netflix one before. So I thought there was only one documentary about it. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Boom. We're going to do the bling ring. So I went and watched the Netflix doc. Right. Little did I know, unbeknownst to me, the link you sent me was actually for <laughs> the HBO. a whole, Yeah, HBO doc <laughs> yeah. where Rachel right. was kind of like the, a star. She had never
1: talked about her side. And even in through the Netflix documentary, it almost showed, I think it showed in either every, there's three episodes Yeah, at the end, like they reached out to her and one other, uh, Tamayo, whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, some, ki- and some people. And they never wanted to give a statement for this documentary, but now the HBO documentary is like, now Rachel finally wants to talk about this. Yeah. It's all kind of like from her perspective. Yeah. And Nick didn't talk on that one. So I feel yeah. like I can at least give the Rachel side to okay, I'm things, so which glad. they, I watched both because yeah. I, I crammed last night yeah. the Netflix documentary. <laughs> when you realized we were yeah, watching like, oh, two shit. different documentaries. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, the, they, his story and her story are pretty close. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay. And I find that interesting because we'll get into it too, but cause we have to decide kind of who you believe. Cause mm-hmm. in this documentary, like they all have different stories, right. but they're basically all trying to protect their own ass.
1: Yes. Like basically, well, so I don't like, think Nick is trying to protect anything. I think he just wants more is more for him. Yes, Alexis Nyers is definitely trying, to trying to protect her, ass. Protect her image, in uh, this uh, man, and yeah.
0: Alexis's kooky mom Andrea is also oh, trying God, to protect yeah. her. I I feel like Nick was the most truthful. Yes, so that's why I say it's interesting that you say his and Rachel's story kind of match. They do. I tend to believe most of what Nick said. Yes, mostly yeah. all of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to your point, like uh, you know, Nick was the main speaker in the Netflix show. We never heard from Rachel and mm-hmm. some of the other ones. We only heard from Nick, and Alexis, Alexis, and Alexis's sister, and also Alexis's mom. mom, right? So it's coming all from their perspective. Yeah. So basically, you know, Nick meets Rachel, I guess, at the I continuation high school. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, he describes it as Rachel was kind of like wanting to get into some trouble. Like she would go and check car doors and mm-hmm. be like, come along, let's go. So they ended up stealing stuff from people's um, cars. Mm-hmm. In this wealthy neighborhood, so then they would get the credit cards and they would go shopping and buy a bunch of designer stuff. Well, then they kind of got bored of that or maybe ran out of cars in the neighborhood to start stealing from, and they started eventually stealing from people's homes, right, but very famous people's right. homes but like so before
1: the famous people, yeah, which is like you see in the HBO documentary, they steal from one of their mutual friends' homes, and what how this kind of how that started was um, so they started doing the car door things, finding the that that was like petty theft. Mm-hmm. And then um, their friend, this is when MySpace was around. <clears throat> yes. So okay. one of his their mutual friends posted, "Oh, you know, I'm going to I don't know the Maldives for the summer or something," yeah. and it clicked. Like, oh, we know that family's going to be gone. Let's try. And so he broke into that house. They broke yes. into that house first and stole like twenty thousand dollars of cash, of stuff or yes, something like that. A lot of things, yeah, cash jewelry, and that was like their start of putting together, I think, you know, people having, you know, and that's something that also kind of comes out in these documentaries, the need for all of us to give our status. What are we doing? What are we thinking? Where are we going? And they're doing that. And now that's giving these people, they, they capitalized on they that. They know you're not
0: home. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's actually a big part of this documentary and like their strategy mm-hmm. to get into people's homes. They, when they knew they were gone, because to Jesse's point, this guy, this first guy, this mutual friend mm-hmm. or whoever, you know, mm-hmm. he was that they stole from, he had announced on social yeah. media on MySpace, Hey, I'm going to be in the Maldives or yeah. wherever he was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, now we know he's not going to be home. So they went and robbed him of thousands of dollars worth of stuff. And then, of course, every celebrity, it eventually escalated to like Paris Hilton's house, uh, um, Adriana, Adriana Patridge, um, Orlando Bloom, Lindsay Lohan, like, because these people would be like, we're going to an Oscars party. Right. So they're like, I'm filming
1: in Australia this, you know, yeah. Yeah. So they would go
0: over, like with Paris Hilton's house, they went over and over and And over. And she
1: left her key under the mat. Like that to me is... It's like, it's laughable. It's like rookie
0: leagues here, <sighs> And Paris they both Hilton. even like when
1: they, he so said that Rachel lifted up the mat and they're like, are you kidding me? Like they both couldn't believe yeah. that
0: they would find that There's key. There's a fucking, yeah. because cause the first time they went to her house, her door was just unlocked. That's so right. they let themselves in and it was just a treasure trove of a uh, really good Coke, allegedly. <laughs> the best, they said the it was best, like the best Coke Yeah, ever. the best Coke. He
1: compared it to, what did he say? Um. Who's that, like, famous drug dealer? That, oh, shit. I you know. know. Oh, oh, about. Oh,
0: oh, the cartel guy, maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Maybe yes. Pablo Escobar's yeah. cocaine yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Paris Hilton's people deny that she ever right. had illicit drugs in her right. house, but you can just draw your own conclusion. <laughs> um, but they stole, you know, according to them, like, the best cocaine of their lives. There was, like, you know, $100 bills scrunched up in all of her expensive purses. Mm-hmm. They stole her clothes but the door was unlocked the first time they went to her house. So then they're like, let's go again. Oh shit. Now the second time the door is locked, let's look under the mat. Mm -hmm. There's a key. Right. So they literally let themselves in. And so Rachel, it all starts with Rachel and Nick Prugo and Mm -hmm. they're just, it's feeding. And so now they're kind of like in the it crowd, if you will. Mm -hmm. Like because they are using other people's money to go to these clubs and be like, oh, next round's on me. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of getting in with the with the cooler club kids mm-hmm. and, you know, like people who are sort of like famous or fame adjacent and they can attach themselves to them. And they'll now all of a sudden be accepted because now they're wearing designer clothes That's that right. don't belong to them, but nobody knows this. So… then at some point, while Nick and Rachel are robbing famous people's mansions all over Los Angeles, Alexis Nyers and her sister and her mom are living in like Ventura area Mm -hmm. and trying to make it. Yes. And her mom is kooky as fuck. Like, oh my gosh. And like, she's literally that toxic mom that is obsessed with her looks and her daughter's looks, obsessed with getting wealthy. She's all about the secret and she makes her daughters watch the secret (laughs) on repeat. They have
1: their vision boards. They have their vision
0: boards. They would hold hands. It's very like LA, right? right? Like, Almond mom. Um, and I think at some point they show her with like the frequencers like attached to her oh, ears. to yes. Like, I don't know. She even drowned herself. Yeah. She even joined um, not Scientology, but something like the Church of oh, Science or something uh-huh. like that. I wrote it down. Oh, the Church of Religious Science, which oh, red flag, like <laughs> red, know. sorry, science and church now. Yeah. I now. Know. Like it literally just, it was probably very much like Scientology, right? right. So, Andrea, Alexis's mom, has her two daughters like join this church, and she's literally like giving them Adderalls every day, which was not even, I don't think, diagnosed by a doctor that they needed this shit. And of course, unfortunately, Alexis develops like a really bad drug Drug habit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, basically, Alexis is, you know, living with her kooky mom and her sister, trying to make it in Hollywood. And she has two, she has two, there's three of them. It's the three girls, but Tess, Tess
1: and Alexis meet Nick.
0: Yeah. So what happens is Andrea, Gabby, and Alexis. So Andrea is the kooky almond mom. toxic mom. Mm-hmm. And then you have her daughters, Alexis and Gabby. Eventually, Alexis's best friend, Tess, moves in. Oh, Tess is a best friend? Yeah, Tess is the best friend, but she kind of like acts like a A sister. sister. and She calls Andrea mom. Um, And she moves into this toxic household. And then she's, of course, eventually trying to make it in Hollywood. And Mm -hmm. Andrea's taking these girls and dropping them off at the age of like 16, 17 on these sets, these all-nighter sets where it's just like cocaine and dancing naked for Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Like, literally like the worst parenting Alexis, <laughs> Yeah, Alexis did not have a good role model. No. I will give her that. And she
1: admits it. And I feel like she's almost more enlightened now, it
0: seems like, oh, than her is. mom. Oh, she is. So eventually, after Tess moves in with Alexis and her sister and her mom, Tess knows Nick from school. Mm-hmm. So Tess introduces Nick to Alexis. That's right. And eventually... Nick says begrudgingly, he didn't want anybody else to be in on his and Rachel's like, you know, home invasions. He didn't want to make it
1: bigger, yeah, because they'd have to yeah share, share the profits, yeah, right. like share the goods.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, somehow Alexis wiggles her way in, right? Mm. And so Alexis does eventually become involved in at least one right. home invasion. And I want to say it was either Orlando it's Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, Orlando Bloom. So they all go and rob Orlando Bloom's house together. And so now, like, this is the bling ring, mm-hmm. right? And there's, like, another girl, too, that participates. Yeah. And at some point, there's, like, another guy who right. participates. It got
1: bigger, and yeah, because there was a friend that they had that worked at a restaurant, this guy that worked at... That restaurant, they were going to have him actually sell the stuff. Yes.
0: Yeah. So the the bling ring started with Nick Rachel. and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Alexis becomes involved. And then like another two girls and a guy. Mm-hmm. So eventually it's like six people, right. you know, and they all are at different houses. Like they don't all go together to mm-hmm. every house. So that is the bling ring. And I remember like when this was happening, this is like, you know, 2006 to th- 2009 mm-hmm. was their heyday. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember like hearing it on the news. Do you right. remember? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing in your life? Like I'm trying to think back. Like what were we doing in our lives when the bling ring was at its heyday? Like this is like 2006, right. 2009. Like what, what were you doing at that time? Um,
1: God, I was like in my mid-20s.
0: Yeah, we right? were. I'm like, wait, <laughs> yeah, were you? So are you?
1: Or were we in our... Th- oh, we were in our 20s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or right around th- almost 30. I was like, the math ain't math, but know. yes, you're right. But I was like going to school. I was starting my career in nursing yeah. around that
0: time. Okay. But
1: also like hanging out, partying, you yeah. know, just living
0: my life. Still like not fully like developed. Oh, but <laughs> no, no. I don't think I still, I still am not fully developed. No, I know, but my frontal lobe still is like Developing, not yeah. all the way there. It actually,
1: it's just going to transition to dementia yeah. at some point. Probably. It actually already has, yeah. which
0: is why I have to take notes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Of the, I have the memory of like a 92 year old <laughs> Um, So 2006 to 2009, I was married to the guy that I met in Mm -hmm. high school. I had two children. I think Skylar was like, I'm doing the math real quick here, was like 10, Mm 11-ish years old. So Drew must have been like five, six years old at the time. And, but in 2008 is when me and him separated. Oh. And in 2009, a year later, is when I met Steve. That's right. My current husband. So that's what I was doing. And like, you and I were doing totally different things at that time, but we were still totally that's in touch. Right. I and was you were transitioning out to the valley. Yes. So at that time, like you and I grew up in the Nino Nizzle, mm-hmm. the Inland Empire, yeah, you know. San Bernardino, Redlands area. Um, I was still living in that area. You were out in L.A. going to school, mm-hmm. living in an apartment. Yeah. And had a roommate. Doing, yeah, you yeah, had a roommate. I mean, I was
1: dating my now You husband. were dating Oscar, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I
0: came out a few times and yeah, we that's right. hit it real hard one night. <laughs> Super hard. Which ended with me puking in the sink and Oscar in the trash right <laughs> <Yeah>. below me. <laughs> I think we were doing, like, Irish car bombs. Yeah, or like no knows? We were losing our damn minds, right. is what it was. Um, so, but I was still living in the IE. You were in the L.A. area. But then when I met Steve in 2009, I, like, a year later, we got very serious. And I moved out to the L.A. area, which mm-hmm. I'm here. Now. So now you and I live about... On a good day, 40 minutes apart. Right. On a bad always day. Always depending on traffic. Yeah, always yeah. depending on traffic. Because you live in like one part of LA. Right. And I live I in like a I think if you think whole, of like
1: LA as a square or like a box, I'm in like the southwest
0: corner of correct. that. Correct. Yeah. I'm in the northern end <laughs> yes, of yes. that. Yeah. So, but it's just kind of funny how we both ended up in LA. Because I remember being so sad when you, know, I was like, oh, like my besties moving. LA and the Inland Empire is like an hour and a half. So it's right. not that big of that, a deal. that far, but it seems like a world apart. It does. I was like, oh my God, I'm losing her. Like she's gone forever, <laughs> you know? But eventually it worked out. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, look at
1: you. Now you're in the LA County.
0: Okay, so it's kind of interesting to think of like what, what we were, were doing, we doing back then.
1: But that was like, I mean, it was the start. And that's what they really do a good job of. Sh- this documentary does a good job of showing that is where we're starting to really idolize and yes. follow and watch people who are famous for literally nothing. And some of them were, Yeah, but like, you know, and, and reality kind of TV, reality, um, with famous people started happening. With, yeah. You know, the Simple Life, the osborns Yeah, the
0: Kardashians. What else was around? Was
1: the K- Kardashians at that time? I want to say they Kim, were starting. It coming right. up that's right.
0: because at that time Kim K was like Paris's best friend mm-hmm. and would go to the clubs with that's her right. and stuff like that. But it was like the time of like, okay, Paris had a sex tape and it seemed like the end of the world. But no, nope, nope. but actually like Literally elevated her her status. And you know that like so many other stars, Kim K is the prime Mm -hmm. example, would like become very famous off Mm a sex tape. So it was like during that time. And like the style was so fucking bad. I hope like i was dying well, cuz as you know i spend 92% of my day on tiktok i would uh, say yeah, yeah. you're right there oh, up with me easy. Yeah, yeah if i'm if i'll <laughs> watch a whole documentary on tiktok
1: <laughs> it's like part
0: 34 i'm like oh okay for the record you and i communicate on tiktok yeah oh that's yeah. literally the other day like you <laughs> rapid fired like a like a handful of tiktoks to me and then i sent a couple to you and you hadn't even responded or even given a thumbs up to mine yet before you fired one at me. And I was like, "Oh no, Girl, go go back she, and watch those. Yeah, Exactly. I was like, "Wait, hold on." I literally carefully curated right. these TikToks for you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You better go back and watch them. It's like a form of love yeah. language, basically. <laughs> I
1: know. I always so get mad if, like, you send me something and I'm like, but you didn't comment on that one. So go back and watch yeah. it. And then I'll watch yours. It's like, it's like we put thought you.
0: and time. To- like, I am only going to send you something if I know, yeah. like, this, you're going to resonate right. with this. Like, this yeah. is going to make you laugh. And some of the people, my favorite people I follow on TikTok are because you've sent me their TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so good. But, you know, that was like, you know, the start of all this, like, reality TV. And also, yeah. like, I feel like the start of, like, For me at that time, and I don't know about you, but the like upset, not obsession, I would say, but I loved, I couldn't consume enough reality television or reality stars or stars. They're just like us and like seeing how they live. And that was like, you know, and that's, you know, we know that like, you know, kind of, um, snowballed into the housewives and all that. Uh, so there was like an obsession started for not only us, but you know, everybody else too. Oh my God. A hundred percent. Oh, you
0: and I felt right into the reality TV trap. Like Mm -hmm. I was hooked. I'm like, this is it because I've always been a curious person and I want to see how other people live. Now, obviously, like I cannot roll my eyes harder at most of the reality TV these days, even though I still watch because it's so produced. Oh my gosh. But when you're just like a baby to it, like you literally think like this is real, like this. And even in this documentary, like it was so funny to see because Alexis Nyers at one point it looked like her and her sisters, or sister and best mm-hmm. friend Tess, were going to get their e reality show, and they started filming. What was it called? Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Which yes. I
1: watched in real time. I back did then. too. Yeah.
0: And that that iconic yes. scene I will never yes. forget with the mom and her yelling at uh, yes. Nancy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <with> the reporter. <laughs> yeah. But um, she started getting her reality show and I already forgot what I was going to say. Well,
1: no, they, that's, th- this is the time that, and that's why I love about the Netflix documentary that they don't even kind of um, show in the HBO one. But, you know, Alexis in a way becomes like the face of the bling ring yeah. at this time, but she was only like a little part of it. And that's it's right. also because when she was cute um, you know, she was starting this reality yeah. show and that part on the documentary where the reality producers were like <laughs> literally couldn't stop laughing about like, but evil, like in an like evil, evil way, laughing yes. at how
0: bad, like the, the, this was fucking up their lives. Even right. more. These, first of all, Alexis and her family were in no position. They were not stable to be putting themselves on reality TV. Like Alexis had a very bad drug habit at the mm-hmm. time, which they didn't like. It either was, the producers either. Didn't, didn't nobody know, know about yeah, it, no. or they like. They, they claim they did not know, right? So, but it's but but you see on the documentary that one scene where they make it look like when the SWAT team because eventually this bling ring all gets like Close arrested, uh-huh. it blows up, and there's a you know they they go what they head toward trial. Um, but when it happens, you think th- they show you a shot of that reality show that Alexis and her family were on pretty wild. And they, and at first it looks like they literally caught the moment that law enforcement was at their door with the yes, warrant. And the mom's like, wait, what? What's this? They're like, warrant. We got a search warrant. Let she's us like, in. Girls, wake up. Yeah. And, and they they're totally, like rolling out of bed. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, what's going on? But that was all produced. Staged. It was all
1: I produced. know. That was mind blowing when I watched that because I watched it in real time and back thought then it was real and thought it was real. Thought it was, was like so wow, they really like how great of them to like get this reality show. And on day one of filming, their uh, oh. she's getting
0: raided by the. Cops. And like how this, the producers must be like clapping for joy right oh, now yeah. because that is like TV gold. But of mm-hmm. course, it was all produced. So. As this bling ring progresses, they keep stealing money, you know, they keep going. And eventually there is footage, but it's grainy for like mm-hmm. security cameras from mm-hmm. like these mansions, you know, would catch like their facial features. Right, And eventually things start getting really hot. Like TMZ is reporting on it and these kids are like, fuck, like we're mm-hmm. about to get caught. And Alexis says that her and Tess end up turning in Nick. Right. Prugo. Mm-hmm. They turn on him and they're like, they, they call. They give his
1: name. I, they get, they yeah. Give him, yeah.
0: They call like the Hollywood, you know, station of the LAPD. And mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we know who's on those cameras. It's our friend Nick. Mm-hmm. So then that's when law enforcement gets onto Nick. They bring him in, you know. And
1: how you know how they
0: did that? They went onto
1: his, either MySpace or Facebook. I don't know what. And he's he was on, wearing the and stuff. And they looked at his photo. Yeah, that. And they see his photo. And they, they take the grainy footage of the security camera and they're able to make like a positive identification with what they see from his social media. Yes. So it's so, it's ironic and it's so full circle that like, you know, they're using social
0: media to. Are you tired of battling through the dreaded pre-period week or struggling with menopause symptoms? It's time to reclaim control with estro control. When I'm not feeling like myself, I'm not able to show up as my best self for my family, my friends, or my podcast team Um, Rob the houses, to, yeah. Figure out when a good time. But is then to law enforcement ro- turns that shit on <laughs> yeah, them yeah. and uses social media to catch up with all these perpetrators because a lot of them they caught up with because. They found Nick, right? They bring him in for questioning. So then they start getting names of other people who were uh, involved. Mm-hmm. And all that law enforcement has to do is go on their social media. And these kids who are robbing these houses are wearing yeah. the shit that they stole <laughs> right. from these celebrities. Or
1: the, they just look at their feed on their social media and they yeah. can see them at a club wearing the necklace or in their hat, the glasses, the watch. And like Orlando
0: Bloom's like, um, yeah, that's my Rolex that they're okay. So then they catch up with that person. And then they're like, yep, that's my, that's my grandmother's grandmother's heirloom (laughs) (laughs) that she's wearing at the club, you know? So eventually like law enforcement catches up with everybody. And so Nick Thinks that, so he hires a lawyer. No, Nick's family mm-hmm. is like, okay, we're going to hire you like what we think is like one of the a best lo- yes. old school defense attorneys. And Nick takes one look at him because he's all about looks. Uh-huh. And like, he's like, yeah, that guy's too crusty. I'm going to hire this guy over here who has a really good jawline, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looks pretty snazzy in a suit. He's young. He thinks, you know, he's going to really. Do- yeah. So Nick hires this other younger, better looking lawyer, attorney, yeah. whatever, who's going to look better on, on the cameras. And he ends up fucking him over totally because uh, yeah.
1: What is I mean? What is it that he? So basically, you're the you know all the legal. Oh yeah, jargon. I'm the lawyer.
0: Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> in, in, in this relationship, yeah, I'm the say, health,
1: I'm like the nurse uh, or the healthcare person. Well, yeah, you're but like but the you're, legal. The uh,
0: difference is, you are an actual nurse with yeah. a certificate that says I'm a nurse. I'm a lawyer because my mom's a, a lawyer. Yeah, by proxy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom's a lawyer, so I'm a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> and I report on true crime on my podcast, That's so right. I'm a lawyer. Technically, that's right. Um, what so, does he promise him? Yeah. So the defense attorney, this hotshot defense attorney that Nick, you know, ends up going with against his parents, you know, uh, recommendation, basically tells him, "Look, I've made a deal for you. Mm-hmm. You're going to get immunity. That's right. Immunity. Where I'm going to take you into law enforcement. You're going to spill the beans. Tell them be honest as honest as you can." because if you're the first one to do this and mm-hmm. you flip on everybody else they're all kind of fucked but yeah. you're going to come out of this like he's like going to deliver
1: everything like in a perfectly packaged with a yep. bow Everybody, all the houses, all the information, and, and therefore he'll get immunity. 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 No and jail immunity time. means okay, that's yeah. what it means. No yeah, jail. Yeah, like time. literally
0: no jail time. Like, and I don't know if it means like maybe he would get maybe he'd have to still pay restitution and maybe he'd still get probation or maybe he'd get nothing. But essentially it was like, we're gonna keep you out of jail mm-hmm. if you can just turn on everybody. I, that was my interpretation of what immunity yes. would mean. Okay. So Nick's like, cool. So he goes in front of the detectives and he spills the beans. Mm-hmm. But what didn't happen? What the lawyer failed to do is actually get in writing from the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. You can't get immunity from law enforcement. You can only get immunity from the DA, right? And like, it was
1: Brett Goodkin? That's I was looking for his name. Brett Goodkin is the the investigator that said he would give immunity, but that was the police officer. Yeah, that Yeah, and that you he would can't. Uh,
0: law enforcement's not the one that's <clears throat> going to give you immunity. It's up to the DA, right. the district attorney. So what ends up happening is Nick goes and spills the beans and later finds out, oh, shit, first of all, his lawyer made a handshake deal with law enforcement. <laughs> yeah when he should have made a written deal right. from the prosecution, right. like from the DA. Right. So the DA is like, uh, nah, bitch. Like, no, we you're never, going down. You're going down. Like, yeah. you are so culpable in this. Yeah.
1: So he made Nick, a big Nick mistake. And Nick even said, he's like, it's like uh, lawyer yeah, <laughs> 101. You, no, you can't like get immunity yeah. from like a cop or these, yeah. you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I don't know what his lawyer was thinking and he kind of fumbles his way through it because they interview him and he's like, whoa, whoa, it was a handshake and it's yeah. like, bro, yeah. you totally fucked your boy, Nick. But mm-hmm. anyway, so he fires him eventually and gets another lawyer. And eventually Nick, um, but he does give up all the names and everything. Mm-hmm. So at that point, then the prosecution, like they have like a solid, they have all the oh, names. Yes. Like, Not
1: only do they have like the people, they have uh, evidence of the items being used by each named individual. And, according to yeah, their mm-hmm. social
0: media, their right. MySpace, their Facebook. Right. So Nick ends up pleading out. He pleads no contest, I want to say. Um, and then it's Alexis. And some jail time too. He I think he does some
1: jail time. Yeah. And
0: I have that in my notes. Like we can talk about like the aftermath of kind of like how everything ended up for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so Nick, so then he's kind of like out of the picture for a while. Then they go and focus on Alexis. And Alexis has her own defense team. And one of her lawyers was very struck by these Hollywood lights. Oh, yeah. And he admits it. (laughs) And it's like, dude, like, is anybody not a douchebag in this? film no everybody (laughs) is like you know swallowed
1: by this like fame monster like systematically it seems like except for a couple
0: i feel like maybe like the prosecutor and Yeah. yeah it was awful so then alexis ends up like at one point her lawyer her defense lawyer for the cameras for her reality show They film this scene that she thinks is real, but the lawyer has been told by the producers to tell her that it looks like we're going to make all this legal drama go away. They're like, just give her some good news. Yeah, give her some good news. (laughs) So the lawyer's like, I've got good news, Alexis. And Alexis is like trembling. She's like, yes, in her little like baby voice. And he's like, I think we're going to make all this go away. She's like crying. Oh, I felt so bad. I felt for so her. bad. For and her. and none of it, it was real. No,
1: none of it. It was none all it was, for the
0: show. Oh my God. And the lawyer admits, like he literally, he's like, I regret to this day. But the producers had coached me and told me, like, do this for the cameras. Yes. And it's like, no, so she definitely he did not make everything go away. No. Like she ended up getting uh in trouble. Like she ended up being held accountable. Right. Um so basically, like how it all and I wanna get into some like how we really felt about it, but let's talk about. Where everybody ended up, like, after everything went through trial, which yeah. none of it went really went through, like, and an actual trial. And I do love that, you
1: know, Nick's new lawyer, or the and the lawyer at the end, who got him a deal and, at the, you know, it, um, decreased his jail time or whatever. Yeah. He was a very, like, woke, or very... Uh, I liked you, him. Yeah he, the, yeah, he was very enlightened yes. compared to everybody else, but he's like, look at me right now. I'm even on this documentary. Yeah talking to you so maybe even so, I'm so, uh, so obviously
0: I'm a little bit like right. fame hungry as right. well because I've agreed to be on this documentary right. like he's very like uh, insightful that insightful way. Yeah. about mm-hmm. it like self-reflective yes, too exactly. like just admits that like hey here I am mm-hmm. talking to you so I could have said no to this documentary right. but I didn't Right? you know so in 2010 Alexis ends up pleading no, no contest. contest she gets 180 days in jail and I did the math at six months <laughs> Good. See, like I, did I actually did pay attention in algebra, <laughs> yeah.
1: that algebra class. And you're like on your calculator.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Plus, she got three years probation and she was ordered to pay restitution, which I'm curious to see if she'd ever yeah. really has paid that back. But but Alexis only ended up serving 32 days. Right. So I'm sure the people she robbed are like, fuck that bitch. Like that is not that's right. justice, but that's kind of how things work. I'm sure the jail was probably overcrowded. Yeah. This oh. is Los Angeles. Like that's just what happens. So Rachel, who was the original bling ring with Nick, Nick. she also pleads no contest and she gets four years in state prison, which, do you have any insight? Did she serve all that? She
1: didn't serve all of the time. I don't know exactly, the, but she served enough time to, she did get out a little bit early, but I think it was years. Um, And then she also got to do... um, this fire academy where, so it's like people imprisoned, you know, this is like specifically for women got to be a part of like, you know, community betterment and, Mm -hmm. um, doing things like that. But she really was rehabbed in jail because the whole part, you know, her part in the documentary, she really is like enlightened now and she kind of sees what she did and and she tries her best to explain why she did what she did at that time. Um, and, you know, spoiler alert, there's nobody really has a good reason yeah for what they did. Yeah. Um, they can just kind of explain what they were going through at the time and, you know, why they were okay with kind of like this darkness and yeah. stealing from people well, you and, and, and I don't up have a good life. reason.
0: Why and again, no. we were not on their level of crimes, but like we certainly like Fucked around, mm-hmm. but never really found out. Right. Like they yeah, did. Yeah. Like we fucked around, but we <laughs> yeah. they, we never we found luckily out. Never yeah, never found luckily, out. Luckily, we just like grew out of it and right. stopped committing but petty crimes. But it seemed crimes. like it was
1: like this kind of like, you know, there was like, she would say there's like this anxiety to the planning of the crime. Okay. Where you're, you're, you know, kind of thinking like, how am I going to get this done? How are we going to do this? There's this anxiety part. And then there's the actual, while you're committing the crime, you have adrenaline. Okay. And then when you've Successfully committed the crime and you got away from it because they would check like TMZ and Perez Hilton yeah. and all these things for weeks after to see if anything was you know in the media and if they if there wasn't they're like okay we got away with it we mm-hmm. can do this again. Um, that part provided clarity. The mm-hmm. part that they got away from it was mm-hmm. like somehow and she said so it was like this addictive cyclical, like these emotions, like the never anxiety, an adrenaline, yeah, then clarity.
0: Wow. She said, which was
1: weird, but then you would want to do it again. Yeah. And so, I thought, I mean, I guess that is like a good explanation. I think explanation. it makes sense, yeah.
0: honestly. And, and I think that the more you do it and the more you get away with it, mm-hmm. you just, you're like, we're never going to get caught. Right. We've got this. Like, it makes you more emboldened to like, just, we did one, let's do another. I right. mean, And I'm sure it's such a rush and a high, but mm-hmm. especially for teenagers whose brains have not fully formed, but they're also living in LA where there's a lot of pressure to be in, to be popular, to Mm -hmm. be famous, to be pretty, to be rich, you Mm -hmm. know, all these things. So I imagine like that had, well, I know that had a lot to do with it. Like I feel like they all of a sudden could run in circles that they couldn't run in otherwise with their
1: middle class, class, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever status, you know,
0: before they got all these designer goods. right? So um, then you have Nick. So Nick pleaded no contest as Mm -hmm. well. He received two years in prison, but he only served one year in county jail. So I think that makes sense. You know, usually they get out early. So as far as like when the documentary ended, as far as what what their status is Mm -hmm. now, which would have been last year, 2022 – Nick was applying at that time for a governor's pardon. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that stands now. He had also was operating an online business with his husband of five years, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay, that's cool to see him doing well. Alexis, um, as of last year, was 11 years sober. She has two two children. And she they described her as an advocate for recovering addicts, mm-hmm. which, again, is wonderful. And good old Andrea, <laughs> the... And I cannot stress enough how many missteps she made uh, she was, as a horrible. parent.
1: I mean, she was like a, sing, a single mom of these right. two. I mean, she struggled, but the decision-making and it was the algorithm she used. To oh, through, my like, God. Her parenting it, it was... All yeah, kinds shocking. of bad. It was shocking. Yeah. It
0: was absolutely shocking. Like she literally fed the girls Adderall every yeah. morning. Like girl, come get your them. Adderall. Like yeah. dropping them off at these shoots somewhere mm-hmm. in LA. Like for Marilyn Manson when they're underage mm-hmm. and they're like barely clothed because. But it's funny because she kind of like tries to like minimize, like, "Oh no, I didn't know," you know, this right. and that. And the girls, meaning like Alexis and her sister Gabby, are like, "Yeah, no, my mom fully pushed us toward yeah. that. Like, my mom fully would do anything." For us to be famous or her to be famous to bring money into the yeah, house. And
1: when every time Alexis talked about her mom, it was very resentful. Yeah. Like all the commentary was very um I don't I can imagine they don't have a
0: good That's what I want to know too. And I wanna know if Andrea is in her grandchildren's lives. Because mm. I think Alexis has two daughters too, which yeah. you know I mean
1: I could I was even thinking like I could probably tolerate like a reality show now. Oh of Andrea because, oh, yeah, the whole thing. Like oh, yeah. with where Alexis is now with the mom sisters like or maybe just
0: like and tess even like that would be amazing to read it i feel like that would just pop off yeah so as far as where andrea is today Mm -hmm. um she is a certified life coach like how the (laughs) hell who certified her i want to see her yelp reviews (laughs) like i cannot imagine First of all, I side-eye any life coach. Oh, right. I am a very like skeptical, mm-hmm. cynical, like mm, definitely. Like, what makes you qualified to tell me how to run my life? Right. You're literally just trying to get my money, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah. Right. Um, but especially not Andrea. No. Not Andrea should not she be. She couldn't a life even coach. raise her kids. No. However, she's gonna tell
1: you how to live your she life. She
0: barely raised her yeah. kids. Like yeah. she literally I love that she was like that mom too that had every device to try and be skinny. Pretty, Mm -hmm. you know, no wrinkles. Like, she literally just was that mom. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: The worst kind of mom for a daughter especially. The worst, yeah. Yeah. So she's a life coach uh, nowadays, so I got to go check those Yelp reviews. Oh, yeah. Um, And it says that she's working on a book. And a YouTube channel, of course. <laughs> that bitch cannot. I might, like, I might uh, like
1: peek around and see what's doing on that. I Feel YouTube like I'm gonna, I'm gonna subscribe to a <laughs> <Yeah>. YouTube channel.
0: <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, yeah. let subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Um And sh- her YouTube channel is going to be all about healing fractured relationships and family systems <laughs> yeah. because of course, of course, yeah <laughs> no family system is more fractured right. than Andrea's <laughs> than
1: yours. Yeah. yeah. She is a literal expert then, I guess. She
0: is. So what were your like overall, like, okay, what was your favorite? Uh, well, let's talk about the scene. Which scene? the With, with Nancy Joe
1: Oh yeah. Can you set that oh, up for yes, us? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So,
1: you know, she gets... Um, I forgot who... told I think it was her lawyer it advised her to do Alexis's this... Alexis's vani- lawyer. Yeah, advised her to do this Vanity Fair article um, during this time to maybe, you know, that this article would come out and, um, you know, kind of show what a great... Girl Wholesome.
0: she is. Yeah. Because like, basically her lawyer... Which is the stupidest move for a Mm -hmm. lawyer to make. A lawyer should want their client to be like, just shut up. Right. You are in criminal proceedings. Don't say a word until all of it is like adjudicated. Okay. So her lawyer was like, I've got an idea. Why don't you do this Vanity Fair article Mm -hmm. and you're, we're going to show the other side of you because the world right now thinks that you're a spoiled bratty hood, you know, Mm -hmm. stealing from people's houses and you're just a brat and blah, blah, blah. And so her lawyers like, why don't you do this Vanity Fair article? And then
1: yeah, and then uh, the Vanity Fair article comes out, and um, the title says something about her. Like I forget what the title is. Something she about wore Christian Louboutins. Louboutin's decor. Yeah, or the first like couple of sentences about how she wore these six-inch heels, and she's like, I didn't fucking wear six-inch heels. They were 10 heels, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they were. And then heels. had to call her on her like. Flip or slide a blue black yes. blueberry blackberry yeah. phone to like leave a message for her, which is another great part of that whole scene. Yes, was that she's just trying to leave this message to Mary Nancy Joe. Jo? Nancy
0: Joe. Nancy Joe is the uh the journalist yes. who mm-hmm. wrote the piece in Vanity Fair, right. which Alexis and her family were super excited about this Vanity Fair article, article because they're again they're fame hungry mm-hmm. and they're like oh my god I'm gonna be featured in Vanity Fair like Mm -hmm. this is I read this magazine with like
1: the famous people I see are in this magazine now
0: I'm going to be in this magazine so literally like the cameras are rolling for the reality TV show Mm -hmm. and um, she opens up the magazine she's like oh my god there, I am. On the, and then all of a sudden, like you see her face, it's drop, like the blood drains out of her And body. this Nancy Joe read her for filth. Yeah. Like Nancy Joe <laughs> yes. could not have, and she was probably just being honest. Yes. But Nancy Joe's like basically the article painted Alexis for exactly what she probably was right. at that time, right. which was a Louboutin wearing bratty a law breaking, you know.
1: <laughs> but she was so focused on like she got the shoes wrong that she was wearing like BB kitten heels or something like that yeah, and not these Louboutins. Yeah. Know, but, you know. but like, completely
0: missing the point yeah. of the whole thing. Right. So then the iconic scene, like you said, is like, and the, again, the reality TV, you know, show was filming this, and so um, somebody in the house, maybe it was the mom, was like, "Call, call Nancy yeah. Joe and tell her what you think." The producers, she, is, oh, the producers is, yes, are like, "Again, call Nancy Joe. She, you know, if you're yeah. saying she lied about you in this article, you call should confront her, her. her." Yeah. So Alexis calls Nancy Joe, and the camera, the camera, you know, it's rolling, mm-hmm. and they got the flip flown, um, and it goes to the her voicemail. voicemail, and it's like Alexis is something like, Nancy Joe. You lied about me, and I was wearing kitten heels, not lube And then Johns.
1: her mom in the background's like,
0: "Liar! <laughs> you're a liar!" And then <laughs> yeah. Alexis is like, "Mom, stop! Stop it!" So it's this—the <laughs> funniest part is like.
1: She has to re-record. Nancy Joe is gonna get this. Voice. No, I know, she's like, every time you do that, I have to re-record. So whatever option you pick to like re-record your yeah. message. I think she did like three takes of this. Oh like, my message. God. It's and so like good. literally,
0: Nancy Joe is like, put yourself in Nancy Joe's shoes. She's mm-hmm. probably more wearing more sensible shoes. Right. Like, put yourself in Nancy Joe's <laughs> sensible shoes and like imagine her listening to her voice message. Oh, and I know. it's these unhinged, like you really mom stop. <laughs> like, I
1: just picture her like listening to it like with a smile, like uh, like can't you can't make
0: this shit up. I like make this shit up. No. Goddamn Nancy Joe just really <laughs> fucked with her so bad. She did. So that was like probably my favorite part of the documentary. But I remember that iconic scene from – what's the reality show called? Pretty Wild. Pretty Wild. And
1: that – honestly, and this is why I think she became the face of the Bling Ring. Even though she really wasn't the mastermind, she just happened to just pop in. And I think in at least the one robbery. Yeah. um, She is – that was more entertaining. Yeah. But it does show you like there's nothing real about that. And when you see – and now when you see like the – when you watch the HBO one, you really see – how that was just a little blip, but she became like the face of this bling ring because of everything that was happening during that time with her reality show and these iconic, um, you know... uh uh, scenes that are like burned into our brain. Like, I mean, this is like you know what is it, almost twenty years ago, and I still remember it oh. clearly. Before even watching the documentary, I oh my god, that I will part. never forget yeah, that never. one.
0: Um, and they literally, so they made uh, Francis Coppola mm-hmm. made a film, mm-hmm. a scripted film. Sophia Coppola. Sophia is that, well, who's yeah. Francis Ford, Ford Coppola? Yeah, that's her
1: dad. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: no Sophia Coppola. Sophia is like Coppola. an amazing. Yeah, director. she is. Yeah, and so she made a film, a scripted film about the mm-hmm. Bling Ring, but she chose to make alexis the star yes. and the biggest like actual celebrity like mm-hmm. actress played the part of right. alexis and nick felt slighted by that because i know he's like, uh excuse me i was the head <gasps> i of- would rather have been yeah. played
1: by he's like a young a youthful tom cruise it's like, like get bro, the fuck out of here bro. Yeah, like you yeah. ain't
0: that important no. like no and
1: tom cruise like come on tom cruise is not gonna be in this no. Co- like no he gives no. two
0: shits about yeah. the bling ring yeah but like, yeah, so he was, he felt slighted by that and Alexis kind of like used it as like a slight toward Nick and she's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, basically like I guess I was the most interesting part about right. it or something like that. And
1: even like in the documentary, it is a lot of he said, she said, Alexis yes. versus Nick. And I think she is still trying, she's acting like she's on trial still. She's I think so still too. She's still trying not to act like she knew or... D- didn't know any better and she really wasn't a part of it like he said that she was but he's like no she did all this and yeah. his story
0: does track with uh rachel okay that's what i was going to ask you so first of all it sounds like like if you were to believe do you believe nick over alexis yes, yeah i do too yeah. like he came off as i mean yes he's Kind of a D-bag, you know, mm-hmm. in some yeah. ways, whatever. And it sounds like he's doing wonderful in life, so mm-hmm. I shouldn't trash him, you know, Nick today. Mm-hmm. But um, he did come off as more believable oh, than yeah. Alexis. Mm-hmm. I think she was still had something to hide. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said she's speaking almost as if, like, she still could be prosecuted yes. for this. So she's yes. being careful. Mm-hmm. Her mom definitely lied. Like, she, Andrea, I'm sorry, Andrea, but you are not fully coming clean with... No the things you pushed your daughters into doing that were Mm -hmm. bad or whatever. So she kind of like is trying to, you know, keep a distance uh, from what she actually was doing as a mother back in the day, which one wasn't good. Um, So then let's get to Rachel. So you watch that doc. Mm -hmm. So overall, it sounds like Rachel – is very insightful, like self-reflective about, like she has clarity now. Yes, and she
1: she talks about like their relationship and they had like, they like almost synergistically or symbiotically, one of those sims together had this dark relationship, she and Nick. And even like other friends noticed, like they were just dark together, but because they had each other in the darkness... It like validated the yeah. relationship in a way, so they kept getting into this trouble and doing things and doing more because they knew they had each other. So yeah. they were very close, yeah. And they never wanted to grow the group because they wanted to keep it to themselves and they were afraid things would get messed up and get messy, basically, which yeah. it did. Um, and um, yeah, so in the end, you know, she she was very. Qu- Her mom is a lawyer, mm. um, a, a criminal defense lawyer. Oh I think. God, of course. I think. That's and so she told her, you know, as soon as like she was, you know, arrested, like, shut up, don't say anything. And she did. And she said she knew it was like game over at that mm-hmm. point. Like, I'm going to, I, before she was like, she, they wanted to think of themselves and they kept saying badass. And we wanted, we felt, we felt badass, sure. like doing all this stuff and she said she went from being like that to being very um like docile Humble. and very um submissive. Okay. She was going to do whatever her lawyers told her to do, whatever her mom told her to do, but before that she was very um rebellious, you know, yeah. th- otherwise. Um but yeah, she goes to jail and while she was in, in her dad there was a whole part where her dad had some he was a gambler in Vegas and um they thought there was rumors that he had buried some of the the um the stuff that they stole in the desert. Okay. It was, he was told, go back, go to Korea. Um, you need to get out of here because you might be implicated on some charges or oh. in, some, in some way. So he went to Korea for three years. She went to jail or prison Yeah. and her grandmother died, his mom. Aww. And so, and she received a letter and that was when she got really emotional. And she said, you know, when her dad, her dad told her like, I don't know when I can forgive you for this because, because of you, my mom died alone like in a home mm. where the grandmother lived with him and her when mm. she lived in vegas she went, she moved to vegas with him um and that really to this day is really hard for her cuz she mm. sees how the ripple effect of like what they did how it impacted not only the people that they stole from mm-hmm. and it's um you, it was interesting to see like audrina patridge talk about how she couldn't live in that house anymore yeah. i think uh, Lindsay Lohan moved out of her house. Like they, they, they felt don't feel so safe violated. Yeah. yeah, from these little like teeny boppers. Yeah, exactly. That, um, which they didn't know. You're thinking yeah. it's some like scary big man that probably like stole from you, but mm-hmm. um, that uh, you get to see like how this truly impacted people on multiple levels, and it really impacted her. You know, seeing how her family, um, you know, really suffered because mm-hmm.
0: of it. I, I, when you just said uh, that, like, Lindsay Lohan and Adriana Patridge, Mm -hmm. like, they did not feel comfortable in their homes. They felt violated. Like, as you know, I have, I don't want to say, like, been the victim of, but, like, I have been through two home invasions. Yes, and you've covered it on Murderish, right? Yeah, I covered, so, um, the one was when I was 18. A man basically, like, followed me home from the grocery store Mm -hmm. unbeknownst to me, and when I got home, he was in my bedroom. So Mm -hmm. that was one, and I guess... My mom and I moved out of that apartment the next day. Yeah. We were not going to live there. We did not feel safe. Mm-hmm. Like, so I totally understand. I remember that night I slept in the hallway on the floor because there were two walls. I didn't want to sleep near any windows. Oh, I just wow. felt weird in my because he entered into my bedroom. And so I did not want anything to do with my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, And the other time it happened a few years later. Well, it happened right after I'd separated from my first husband and I was living in East Highland mm-hmm. and I came home from one night of hanging out with friends and those two neighborhood kids That's right. were in my house. Yeah. So I, I, and I also didn't, I felt weird after mm-hmm. that going home, like, you know, yeah. so. Um, it's funny
1: because it's like your bubble of protection has popped, Yeah, but it's after the fact that it's popped that you start doing these things. Because even, I don't yeah. know if, if you think back to when that guy was in your bedroom, because you are, people might not know this, but Jamie is very like, um, before she goes to bed, it's like, what is the temperature at? Are my doors locked? There's a, there's like almost like a checklist. Like a, yes. Yeah. Were you like that prior to that guy? No.
0: Yeah, no. Like, I mean, I was somewhat, my mom had always been like, I always call her a lock freak. I mm-hmm. even think I said that in like the podcast episode when I talk about the story, my mom's always been very lock conscious and also like privacy conscious, like mm-hmm. keep the blinds closed. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody looking in on me or whatever. So, but as I got, after those things happened, like I definitely became a full blown, Mm -hmm. like we have a sauna or yeah, we have a sauna in our backyard that Steve uses daily. Mm -hmm. Um, But to get to it, you have to walk out the sliding glass door or whatever, and he always reminds me. He's like, don't lock the sliding glass door because I'm coming back in. What do I do? <laughs> I always lock his ass out. It's literally like just… wedding sweating and like… <gasps> yeah, no, he, he just wants he's to get he's, back in his, he's in his like boxers or whatever. And he's like dripping sweat. Can I get in? I'm like, motherfucker, I already left for work. You're going to yeah. have to go around. Like, yeah. Yeah, because it's almost like an… Os- or it's, it's just like it's part of your routine. It's robotic. Yes. Like, I don't even think about it. And when I'm in a drive through mm-hmm. ordering food… My car locks automatically, as most cars do these days, like when you drive a certain miles per hour. But I always look down and I always hit the lock button just to make sure because when I'm sitting there, I'm like a sitting duck. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very aware. At night, every single night, our front and back porch lights are On. on. I have my German Shepherd. Mm -hmm. Like, I am very – And
1: you have told your kids, the ones that are not in your house anymore. uh, Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, make sure your porch light's on. I am like
0: so – they know the drill. Yeah. They know – and I always repeat it too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I just have to – I have to get my mom checklist out of my mouth and into your ears. And whether you choose to do it or not, I'm going to sleep better knowing that I've reminded you. Yes. Like, even when she used to take Ubers, when Drew would take Ubers, Mm -hmm. like, she didn't have her license, but she was old enough to, like – be like, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's house. And she would take an Uber if I couldn't take her. And I'm like, um, I said, every time you get in, first of all, make sure that you can get out, that it's not on child lock, but also find a way to bring up in conversation that your mom's in law enforcement or your whatever, or uh that like just bring up things so that they know that you're very aware right. of your surroundings mm-hmm. and you know, oh, oh, take a picture of the license, but like mm-hmm. just do. All the things to let them know, like, I'm not the one to be fucked with. That's right. Yeah. Don't fuck with me today because. But it's
1: good though. I mean, it's, it's, it's helping them be safe and not to be so trusting and. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I am like a safety freak after those things. But yeah, I mean, I can see. And in this scenario, like a lot of people are like, oh my God, these are rich people. They're not really victims. And I get it. They're not as sympathetic Mm -hmm. of victims. I totally get that. But of course they're human and I can totally understand from firsthand experience that if somebody comes into your home and frightens you in that way, like and violates you in that mm-hmm. way, like, and
1: even if you're not, you don't home, feel safe that you oh. just walked through the home and they weren't your expecting you.
0: Yes, it's very personal. Yes, you know it is. So I guess, yeah, I loved this docu series. I thought it was like really, it was kind of like quirky and fun the way yes. that they did it. You know like, what's funny is I started
1: what because when I went to watch it like cram last night, yeah. it's I saw that I'd already started episode one, but mm. I stopped it and I remember because. When Josh Altman from Millionaire, was it Millionaire Listings, or yeah. whatever, I'm like, what in the world? Why is Why he is on he here? here? Why is he a talking head on this document? <sighs> though I stopped it at that point. Yeah. I was like, done with it. Well, I think I was on to something else. He's but- also
0: a D bag, so he yeah. fits right in. Yeah, Her- that's chick. what it yeah. is. Like check <laughs> yeah. D bag. Okay. And I love when he's like, this welcome to the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And he's like sprawled out on like a the lawn chair. Ne- yeah. And he's like, he's like, this is where people go when they can't afford Hollywood. Or they can't yes. afford like yeah. this. Oh, this is where people go when they don't make it in Hollywood, which is actually not true. Right. I mean, yes, San Fernando, of course, is a bit more affordable than right. other parts of LA. It's still hella expensive. Oh first my of god.
1: All. If you go out there, if you really like kind of go to the grocery stores, there's a lot of people who are. Celebrities, um, we're ce- or were celebrities, and then they all live out there. That's oh, where they like so really many celebrities.
0: Live. Like, like I said, Steve. When I met him, he was still living in the valley. Yeah. So we would go to like Target, Walmart, the mall, and we would always see celebrities. Like we saw Exhibit one day. Mm-hmm. We ran into um, what's the, the MC? Oh, I'll think of his name. MC anyway, Hammer. No, not. As... <laughs> I, don't I know. said celebrity
1: just. <laughs> Just that dated me. Yeah, yeah, that totally did.
0: Ooh, <laughs> can't touch it. My da, da, da. sister had MC Hammer pants. Yeah. Never <laughs> would my sister literally wore MC Hammer pants to school. And you're like, what the hell? And he's like, doing? oh, hey, that is enough. My yeah. sister embarrassed me a, a lot. lot yeah. I'm sorry, but she was cool though. She my was sister cool. actually yeah. was very cool, and she also different. was like very happy to let us. Uh, so my sisters. A year and a half older than mm-hmm. us. And then I have my older cousin who, yes. like, basically, my cousins who are sisters mm-hmm. were my sister, you know, me and my sisters, like, best cousins, oh, best right, friends right. growing up. Like, we were always at their house, they were always at our house. So, when we were young, like, you and I were preteens, early teenagers, my sister and we were like getting into some shit, oh, like yeah. doing drugs, getting in fights, being bad girls, like, just yes, bad girls, right? Yes. They're being bad girls. And they were very... Ha- when you and I decided at the tender age of 13, 14, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we were like, oh, my God, we want to get high. Like, we want to, like, try wheat, you know? So all I had to do was... was call your cousin. Call my cousin. Yeah. Because my cousin was a dealer at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. She goes, she uh, allegedly. Right. Because she is a school teacher right. now. That's <laughs> right. <So laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly for all of us. Allegedly all... Allegedly. Yeah. These are just personal... Oh, my own opinion. That's right. Allegedly, Maybe um and we're like uh we really want to like get high and she's like oh my god yeah cool you know so you and i end up. Uh, well the first time we got high i think was under a tree near my house and i literally went home and told my I don't parents remember that part. i'm like hey dad i got high today <laughs> oh okay, <laughs> and my honey. dad's my dad my dad like my dad is like the coolest but he also is like an old hippie cool. yeah my dad's an old hippie and like my mom my mom's cool too but my dad's like really baby how was it? Like <laughs> literally that's what my dad said. My mom was actually pissed. She's like, but, um, mom, you can't really talk because yeah." my mom allegedly still smokes yeah. weed, like allegedly, <laughs> allegedly maybe. Um, so anyway, that was so funny. But then remember that time when you and I ended up over at my sister and my cousin were hanging out with their group of friends and they were all older. Like my sister and my cousin were probably, you know, 17 they were years old. Yeah. I don't they were know like, if
1: Jessie even had her car
0: yet. I have no idea. Yeah. My sister was probably 17. Mm-hmm. You and I were probably like 15, mm-hmm. 14 even maybe. And they hung out with like older people who were already out of school, like early 20s, right? And they would always be partying, smoking weed. You and I go over there and they had us do some gravity bong. <laughs> Remember? Yes. We literally d- Oh my God. Ken, okay, if you don't know what a gravity bong is, I'm getting like into the weeds here. But- <laughs> You will get fucked up. Yes. Like, if you just want to get high, like, to the fullest, mm-hmm. like, instantly, you do a gravity bomb. Yeah, and it's nothing like. No we had no business. business doing we weighed, any of that. I don't even know. And that, that doesn't even matter. We were just like these little. Innocent. I was innocent. Well, I you were innocent. innocent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> you, on the other hand. Oh, I don't well, know. I was. Now you were. You were. Yeah. <laughs> And to, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You I might have been still, in only like two fights at yeah, that point. Yeah, I, I'd only been in two fights at that <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: point. <laughs> it was always their fault, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we go to my cu- – with my cousin and my sister and their older friends. And you and I are like, la, la, la. We barely had gotten high like a couple times before mm-hmm. this. And they're like, oh, cool. We're doing gravity bombs. And we're like, cool. Let's go, you know? <sighs> You were crawling on the floor. It's like dream it's a dream like I don't remember. I don't even we were laughing so hard. It but was like, like so hard but so dark. But so dark. <laughs> like, 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 where so am I, I? What is yeah. going? I was I was in between like laughing and wanting to cry and, yes. and rock back and forth in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on? And then they would deliver us back right. by our curfew to our parents. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how your parents never <laughs> <laughs> I don't but know. But your parents are like so wholesome. Oh, 100%. They, don't, yeah. they
1: would have not really... My mom, please, she can't listen to this because no. she will just now be finding out. That's that why that it's, it's, it's all alleged.
0: alleged. <laughs> it's all alleged. It's all alleged. legend. So, um, but my parents, it was like kind like, of like... Not a rite of passage. Not like they wanted you to do it. No. They just
1: wanted you to be honest with what you got into so yes. that they could help you be safe, I yeah, think. Yeah, to help me be safe. Yes. My
0: parents were always really honest about how they lived their lives growing up, mm-hmm. which was, uh, not traditional. No. Um, and, but so it, my mom wasn't happy about it, but it was like, she, not that she had to accept it, but it was like, I was going to do what I was going to do. Right. And also mom, like <laughs> what you're going to do. So it's so it just like that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, we, my cousin and my sister, It was so much fun hanging out with them. We felt so freaking cool, like, hanging out with them. They're, like, getting us high. Oh, my cousin was... If you met her today, I, I've told you about it before. I'm talking to my assistant Alexis. She she and I look alike. Yes, we have a lot very, of the same. Yeah. Well, my whole that family. Family
1: that side of the family, you guys look like you're same f- mannerisms, very much cut from the same cloth. Yeah. yeah, same
0: annoying laugh, like everything. But I'm like literally outing her. I should probably like
1: <gasps> you might need say, to
0: cut this. We part. might need to bleep anytime she's I say like
1: successful in her career. Yes, as a, and as she's a highly educator, educated. Yes. and
0: all. But she is still down as fuck. Yes. like I will tell. We will bleep her name yeah. just because yeah, I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> But um, she's down. Yes. Like, she definitely, like, my cousin Dina would beat the shit out of – Like, she was a badass. Right. We used to play softball together, and I idolized her because she was, like, so good and so aggressive. But, like, after the softball game, she'd get in her car with all her popular friends and be, like, doing who knows God, what, yeah. fighting in fight, the streets, to yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you and I grew up so different, but I think that's what, like – It was like yin and yang. It was yin Mm -hmm. and yang. Like you could not have grown up in a more wholesome household. Like I remember one time when we were in the uh, summer vacation at the beach house. And of course I was like being an asshole. You and I were sitting on the porch or whatever. And I was like, somebody went by and I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) And your dad's all, uh, Miss Jamie. From like the upper window. Like we don't talk like that in this family. I'm like, (laughs)
1: like we oh, couldn't even say fart like oh, no. we, we were yeah tootie poo oh, yeah <laughs> toot it was toot not tootie poo that would be you know real you know wussy that's but yeah yeah toot yeah. Toot.
0: More, yeah toot yeah but yeah like your mom and dad had to correct us so many times like you and I would be in the car your mom would be like driving us around town and mm-hmm. I would go with you to like your braces appointments like I was that annoying friend that was like, yeah, I'll go to your orthodontist. We just wanted to be together. Yeah, like, yeah. we didn't care. And no, I think you, my parents lost some sleep
1: because you were my friend, but yeah. my they could not be more proud of you this, to this day. And they see now, you yeah. know, like you could see even like where you are now. That existed then. There was like this core you yeah. who was, even as a little girl, you could see this kind of like star quality and Aww. entertain, you know, you're a great entertainer. Don't make me cry. Yeah. I- <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah. But it's like, you see it and you can see that the fact that you actually made something out of it is amazing. And so they, they see, I, I tell them now, like, see, I even knew then like a good quality person. Yes. She might not have made the best
0: decisions and dragged me into some poor decision making, but we got through it and look at, we're alive. We are. (laughs) And I feel like there was always a sense of like, yes, we're assholes now and we're going to do some shit that's going to put us right on the edge Mm -hmm. or whatever. And we're like, not going to give a shit about a lot of things. But like I always knew it wasn't forever. I kind of feel like there was something like the event. We're going to eventually get our shit together. Mm-hmm. It's just not now, right? And that's exactly when you're what not we supposed did. To. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yours actually. You were like at one point. You're like, okay, I guess I got to go to college. Yes. So you did, and yeah. it was like the right thing for mm-hmm. you. And I'm like, okay, I'm pregnant at 18, so I guess now is my time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I had, I had Sky yeah. when I was 19. The we can wrap it up because mm-hmm. we're right at like noon. But I just um, I'll never forget. So my son, Skylar, who's 26 now, mm-hmm. he used to babysit him when he yes. was... Remember when Dexter bit him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I was like, sorry. She's Little asshole dog yeah. bit your kid. Yeah, I know. Dexter was such an asshole. Yeah. May He rest, in, rest peace. in peace. We poured one out for Dexter yeah. when he died. I That's remember right. that. Uh, your mom... After I had Skylar, so... I mean, obviously, you and I were into shenanigans, and your mom's like, oh God, is this bitch ever going to grow up? Then I had Skylar when I was 18. I mm-hmm. remember coming to your house... The house we used to
1: yeah to hang out and do all the bad hang out stuff do all in. the bad
0: stuff in, and I had my little baby with me, and all of a sudden I was holding him a certain way, and I could tell that he was like trying to poop, mm-hmm. and I remember like adjusting his body so that he could poop easily, and it, easily, yeah, and that that was the moment that your mom knew like. She's okay. A good mom. Jamie's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, like she you were just
1: thinking of this, you know, this child, <laughs> yeah. and how comfortable he was in his pooping. And yeah. yes. And she said that that was when she really turned for her, like seeing you as a mother, mm-hmm. which even then I know that was like such a, for you to be known as like a good mom was yeah. very important to you. Oh my god, And you weren't totally. fake about it. It just naturally came to you, but it yeah. really did turn your life around. Okay. Oh now god. God. we're going to see it's like easy to get you with that with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. look see i need to be on this more often i can make her cry i know i'm like I,
0: what's funny is i was just we were just at our friend's house last night and she's like yeah she's like everybody knows jamie's not a crier like she's like yeah, you, no I've you're never, not uh, but i but there, but well, my kids, kids but also your mom yes i know my mom's. which i will get through this yes, but yeah. your mom is um
1: she's an amazing person yeah and she got me through a really a hard really time. hard time with skylar yeah she did yeah and she went to doctor's appointments with you and yeah. it really was like your support. Not that you didn't have support, but she was like your support that had, my mom is also in healthcare, but had like yeah. the medical know-how to be in the appointment, and ask like the right questions yeah. and make sure yeah. that you didn't have any other questions that were unanswered. And yeah.
0: Like your mom, basically, I'm a teenage mom Yeah, and um, my son started having medical issues and he was diagnosed with hydrocephalus. Mm-hmm. At like nine and a half months old, and it had it was really advanced right. at that point because mm-hmm. the doctors had not. And he was a little it. over
1: a year and at it, that point.
0: He was nine months old oh. when uh, nine and a half months old when he got diagnosed. And I'm a teenage mom. I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't know. Yeah, I, you're, you're trusting
1: the doctors. Yeah, you're trusting, I trust, Like, like I mean, I'm yeah. so
0: naive. Like, and I'm just like, okay, what do I do? Your mom took me under her wing and went to all my doctor's appointments with mm-hmm. me. She made a list of questions. She got me in. VIP status like when Skylar had his surgery, which mm-hmm. by the way, he had surgery like two weeks later because it was so advanced. The doctor, I remember Dr. Asal looking at me, and your mom was at this appointment, and she's and he's like, Um, I need to advise you that you need to not take your baby to Walmart. He cannot catch a cold. He right. needs surgery right, right away. Yeah. Because there was so much pressure on his brain. Mm-hmm. So your mom like got me through that. And I'm like, Yeah, I know. Oh, like never. Um, she knows how she, much I appreciate yes
1: and she's um loves that she could be, even be a part of that yeah. and a part of his story and cut to today where skylar is like Ugh. it never impacted him it, it, knock on wood yeah. it has never it has it, it was like that surgery happened mm-hmm. and then he led a normal life after yeah.
0: that he did, like Skyler. <laughs> Skyler has like the biggest personality. And yeah, he's never, so he has a shunt in his head to this day mm-hmm. Yeah, that starts at the cyst on his brain mm-hmm. and it goes behind his ear, behind his neck and, and his it stomach. coils up into his stomach. But mm-hmm. he was only 10 months old when he got the surgery. He's 26 now and Dr. Buasal put enough shunt tubing in, for lack of a it, better term, because yeah, he has to grow. And it, so it to it's uncoiled, gross. and now he's a 26-year-old man who's yes. never had, I'm, again, Knock knocking on a wood, yeah. never had any issues with his shunt, which is amazing. He's never had any infection. And he's normal as normal can be coming from this family. like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, love your mom. She's my hero, yes. and love you guys. Yeah. And, um, oh, this, we love you too. I'm so glad that you were able to come and record with me. Yeah. Literally wish that, like... Someday when money's not an issue, like I literally will be like uh, when I hit the lotto or something. Yeah, please. Be like, Jesse... I'm retiring you. <laughs> Thank but God. But yes, I better get a big my chunk only, of that. Yeah. My only requirement is you got to come and record podcasts with <laughs> yeah, me for fun, like yeah. on the daily, like. Done. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesse's always down. <laughs> you can pick, if you just even don't even retire
1: me, like I can just be like lower class, but you can like, you know, bank, bankroll my I'll life. I'll bankroll your yeah. ass.
0: No problem. I just need to get
1: my nails done every once in a while. Oh. Yeah. My eyebrows I'll might need to nails be Pre microbladed Oh, we will get our lower facelifts yeah. together. And Botox, and then that's yeah. it. But little, then I can live in
0: like in a trailer. Oh, no, honey, <laughs> yeah. no! Nah, I'm putting you up in more than a trailer. Like, there's people in my family I'll put in a trailer, <laughs> yeah. but you, honey, you and your mom. But I'll report you could be day living large. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Good. god. Okay, this was so much fun, you guys. We want you to share, of course, as we always do with serial streamers. We are going to put this episode out on the Murderish podcast feed. So if you are listening right now to Murderish to if you're listening to the show on Murderish podcast right now. Make sure you hit the follow button. That way you get all the new episodes as they become available. And Murderish is available wherever podcasts are available. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss a new video. And make sure you're following me on Instagram if you're on Instagram. I'm at jamieonair because every couple of weeks we go to Instagram and we talk about these docu-series together virtually uh, in the comments. So make sure you're doing all the things. Follow me at Jamie jamieonair on YouTube at Jamie on Air, as well as Murderish Podcast. And I want to hear from you guys on this douchebaggery of a <laughs> docu-series. And I want to see if you could, like share our same opinions. And also if you've watched the other one, the HBO doc that Jesse yeah. talked about. Which I think is-
1: it's good as like in addition to, but this one, they did a good job. But yeah. to see her side. It's oh my gosh.
0: It. Okay. Watch it, you guys, and sound off in the comments. And I will see you very soon for a brand new episode. Bye.